Brooke, I gotta say, it has been a tough week. Yeah. I feel like we could all use some good news. You mean better news than us being nominated for our second Ambie Award? <laughs> boo, 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 boo. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. And second to that, obviously, uh-huh. um, there's also the news that Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor have gotten back together. Yeah. So they broke up a few years ago, but now they're giving their marriage another go. I mean, see, that's all we need. Just a little hope for our cold, dead hearts amid the chaos. Yeah, and a second Ambi win. Yes. From Wondery, <laughs> I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Ambi winner Brooke Ziffrin. It's Friday, <laughs> February 25th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. If you've been keeping up with Even the Rich, you've heard us talking about Monopoly Go. That's right. And we're going to keep talking about it. So playing Monopoly Go with your family and friends is truly a delight. Yeah, there's always something new to do, like partner events where you build on each other's boards, crazy tournaments where you can recruit your friends, or competitions to outdo them on the leaderboards. And we love competition. Yeah, we do. Too much. And if you want to play solo, there's timed events like obscenely massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees. It's honestly a really great pastime. Exactly. Compete with your friends and people all around the world to be the biggest Monopoly tycoon on the leaderboards. So join the fun and download Monopoly Go now, free on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Richies, you know we love to shop, so it's only fitting that today's sponsor is Saks.com. Saks.com is the perfect place to find new style inspiration. Yeah, Saks.com has everything for your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for brunch, a bright Chloe blazer for that job interview, or Stodd's gold cowboy boots for a concert. These are all such different vibes, and literally all vibes I would love to be a part of, so... That's oh, fun. yeah, <laughs> definitely. So find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Saks.com. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help on the phone, or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Give me that, give me that hot gosh. So obviously things are not looking great in world news right now, and I feel like yeah. we're all just a little bit, if not fully, on edge at this point. Yeah. And so it's a relief just to see something good out there to give us hope, like Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor rekindling their romance after going their separate ways a few years back. Yeah, nothing gives everyone more hope than two rich people hitting it off again, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Finding their way back <laughs> through all of those gobs of money. Yeah, through the many hallways in their large homes. So Ben and Christine were married for 17 years before announcing their separation in 2017. And they honestly did seem yeah. like one of the solid Hollywood couples, I yeah, think. Yeah, I liked them. I thought they were, they reminded me of Paul Newman and whoever his wife is, was. Which <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Newman. Mrs. Newman. Yep. yep. <laughs> and Denzel Washington and his wife, Mrs. Washington. <laughs> I can't believe how many wives' names I don't know. <laughs> 
So Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor first met back in 1999 on the set of a TV pilot called Heat Vision and Jack. Um, It also starred Jack Black and Owen Wilson. The show never aired, but their romance did. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ben later told Entertainment Tonight in 2007 that when he met Christine, he thought, that's the person. Wow, this is a great person. I love her. Those are those are big words. They're huge words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they actually got married on Kauai in May of 2000. And they starred in some of my favorite comedies. Mm-hmm. Zoolander, Dodgeball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is one of my faves. Good and ones. yes. And they also had two kids together. Their daughter Ella was born in 2002 and their son Quinlan in 2005. But then five years ago, they issued one of those classic joint statements that you With love no so information. Much. <laughs> God. Yeah. I would at least think some comedians would make it funny. Yeah. That's my goal That's someday. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should get married just to get divorced so I can have a fun joint statement. Yeah. Well, this is why I got married on April Fool's Day, so that if we get divorced someday, we'll be like, April Fool's, <laughs> many years later. <laughs> the long con. Yeah. Classic. So they broke up. But now they're giving love another shot. Ben shared the news in a new Esquire interview. And it sounds like it happened pretty organically. They actually ended up reuniting while quarantining together for the sake of their children. God, the pandemic truly brought so many people together or apart. I know. (laughs) There really is that relationships completely blossomed or imploded. Yes, exactly. So when the pandemic began, Ben says he and Christine made the decision to quarantine as a family, which I actually really love this. This yeah. is yeah. kind of great. Um, so Ben moved back into their family home for the lockdown. That way they could obviously both spend the same amount of time with their kids. And Ben tells Esquire, over the course of time, it evolved. And then he says, we were separated and got back together and we're happy about that. It's been really wonderful for all of us. Unexpected and one of the things that came out of the pandemic. I mean, does anyone else hear a great pilot in that story? Ooh. Or a great movie premise? Like, I could totally see. And both of them playing those characters. I could see that. And I'd watch it. I love where your head's at. All right. Let's get our agent (laughs) on the phone. So when they announced the split back in 2017, Ben and Christine didn't really give a reason why. Obviously, I was annoyed. (laughs) But Ben tells Esquire in a very classic Ben Stiller roundabout way that the breakup was due to their differences. He ended up using this horseback riding analogy to explain what happened. Yeah, so he says, A few years ago, I realized I don't like horseback riding. If there's an opportunity to go horseback riding, I'm probably not going to do it. Now, I like horses. I think they're beautiful. I like petting them. I like watching people ride horses. I like watching my kids ride horses. I just don't really love riding horses. And once you know that, it just saves a lot of energy. Something that quote did not save. Nope. I'm exhausted. That quote, I just can't get over how rich do you have to be where you're like, I suddenly realized I don't like horseback riding. Yeah. It suggests that you're regularly horseback riding. Right. And you're just like, wait, I don't like this. Yeah. I decided I like my Porsche more than my Maserati. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so... So Ben says that he and Christine now have a respect for the ways that were similar and the ways were different. And he said accepting those differences kind of brought them back together. He said once you accept a person's differences, you can appreciate them more because you're not trying to get them to change for you. Mm-hmm. He talked about differences a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He also says if you have that trust level with your partner, you know that me saying, 
I don't like doing that thing is not me saying I don't like you. Which Solid makes advice. me wonder, how how general is this analogy? Is it possible <laughs> that Christine was like, we have to go horseback riding every week? And he was like, I hate this. But he didn't know how to tell her. Uh-huh. Or is he just being very general? I feel like you're getting real caught up on the horseback riding part. How do you not? <laughs> It's such a weird, like, it's such an analogy that so many people can't relate to. (laughs) That's true. But I feel like horseback riding could be anything. Like, I don't like playing checkers. (laughs) (laughs) I almost said dodgeball, but I'm like, wait, I can't talk about dodgeball. I just talked about the movie. (laughs) We can always talk about dodgeball. It's a great game. It is. I love it. (laughs) So, obviously, the pandemic caused a lot of heartbreak for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. But it is nice that it does and has brought some people together. I feel like a lot of us can agree that the changes COVID brought made us appreciate our friends and families a lot more. Or made us realize, wow, forget this. Our time is precious. Well, it made us appreciate the ones that lasted. Mm. Like, you Mm -hmm. either kept, like, you got rid of a lot of people during the pandemic. We all did, let's be honest. Dead weight. You gotta drop it. (laughs) (laughs) And Ben's no different. Turns out Christine's not dead weight. He was able to reflect on his relationship with his kids and how being famous affected his parenting. Hmm. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, a massively successful actor and director. He's worked on tons of projects for literally decades. And when you work a lot, obviously, it cuts into time that you would have for your kids. But he did tell Esquire how his 19-year-old daughter, Ella, and he have been talking more lately. And she's been calling him out on not being around enough while she was growing up. Yeah, so Ben says, she's pretty articulate about it. And sometimes it's stuff that I don't want to hear. It's hard to hear because it's me not being there in the ways that I saw my parents not being there. So obviously, Ben has two very successful parents. Um, I'm sure you love Jerry Stiller. Oh, you better believe it. Frank Costanza. (laughs) (laughs) And his mom was Ann Mira. Like, they did a lot of comedy together in the 60s and 70s. You mentioned it. He played Mm -hmm. George Costanza's dad on Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he was obviously raised with two really busy parents. And he says he'd always thought he wouldn't be like that as a parent, Mm -hmm. saying, I was trying to navigate my own desire to fulfill the hopes and dreams I had, too. And he admits it doesn't feel great knowing he wasn't there enough for his kids, but he thinks it's important to acknowledge, which is good that he's acknowledging it and trying to change it. Um, He also says he's learned his kids aren't keeping score on his career and they just want a parent who's emotionally present and supportive of them, of course. Yeah. And financially. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so funny because so many parents are like, I'm not going to be like my parent. I know. And they like look in a mirror and they're like, oh my God, I'm my (laughs) parent. Yeah, exactly. Turns out celebrities are just like us. Oh, they really are. Who knew? Gosh. Time to go horseback riding. (laughs) (laughs) You're so stuck on that. (laughs) I can't let it go. (laughs) Um, So Ben's figuring out how to be a better dad, and he's getting another shot at being a husband. Yeah. Turns out this is a win-win for the Stiller family. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I feel like the pandemic definitely brought a lot on us like not just emotionally (laughs) but we did end up learning about ourselves like you said like we you know drop relationships that weren't productive or didn't fulfill us in the ways that we needed to so I don't know I mean it's happening for celebrities too I hope that this isn't just like like fake bonding over you know like being stuck together though Mm. not to put a negative spin on it (laughs) 
But like, you know, once the world fully opens again, fingers crossed, um, what if they're like, oh, yeah, we realize why this didn't work? Well, as long as she doesn't make him go horseback riding, I feel like they should well, be okay. It's going to be so much more accessible soon. So Horseback riding? Yeah. <laughs> the world's going to be open. <laughs> they can't get COVID. It's going to be like the Oregon Trail again. Horses everywhere. Oh, my God. Just watch for the dysentery. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziprin. This is Rich and Daily. If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review and be sure to tell your friends. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. Our amazing theme song is by Gems. Michaela Myers is our senior producer. Joshua J. Ha Chang is our associate producer. Steve Maser is our story editor, and Sam Ada is our sound engineer. Executive producers are Tina Rubio and Marsha Louie for Wondery. Have a great weekend, Richies. See you Monday. Hey, this is Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, where twice a week I speak to meditation teachers, top research scientists, and even the odd celebrity about how to do life better. And on a recent episode, I spoke to the huge global pop star Dua Lipa about how she does her own life. What are the non-negotiable practices and principles for her? Those are just like life things that I like to live by. Uh, Never do the same job twice and never leave today's thing for tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are really important things. The episode is uh, incredible and actually quite practical, especially when it comes to creativity. Is it true that in typical overachiever fashion, you wrote 97 songs for this record? (laughs) Yeah, I I, I wrote 97 songs. We wrote a lot of songs, but not all of them are good. You know, that's the other thing. Like, I have to write myself into a good idea. To listen to this episode and more, follow 10% Happier on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to 10% Happier early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.